Howdy, welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today, I am joined, as per usual, by my co-host, my captain, a man whose haircut is purpose-planned to allow him to spend more time running his business. Ian, welcome to the program, and if you stick around to the end of the episode, which chances are, we'll talk about how you can pump up your Pomodoro, plus a quick and easy way to create dynamic multimedia content for your blog, team, and clients. Whew, that's a mouthful, Ian. Welcome. Welcome back to the program. We have been on hiatus. Why? What's going on? Hey, man. Good to see you. And when I mean see you, I mean in the flesh. We are standing right next to each other the first time since I think we did a podcast in Asia. I can't even remember when that was. It was so long ago. But we are sitting together here in San Diego. And to prove it, I've got some nasty cat allergy you can hear in my voice. You know, that's because I'm dealing with your cat, who was the inspiration for one of our product lines, actually. So I'm going to do a little tease and say, we are in the pet products business. At least one of our businesses, right? We're in the pet products business, and I guess us being together uh, brings out a lot more transparency. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically, I didn't expect to be here in San Diego with Ian, and the reason I'm here is because we've made a huge foundational shift in how we're going to run our business, and essentially, Ian and I bought out our investors so that we can have complete control over our organization. What that's going to mean is some pretty interesting things in terms of combining what we're doing here at the podcast with what we're doing on the product side that we've sort of kept behind closed curtains. It's not like we're just going to come out and like start listing our domains on the podcast or whatever, but I do think that we're going to start to gradually bring our audience into like what we're doing in a transparent way. I think that's going to benefit our product business as well, Ian, because we're getting some really smart people listening to this podcast and they give us really good advice on how we can improve what we're doing. I think a lot of this stems from us um, wanting to have a little bit more control and also wanting to live a cohesive life. You and I have kind of been living the Ian and Dan on the Lifestyle Business Podcast. And then we also have kind of this alternative life that we talk about sometimes, but we don't really go into a lot of detail. It's really good. That's a struggle for me and you on a daily basis. It's kind of these two different identities. It's going to be great kind of show you who we are and a little bit more about our businesses. And the other thing, uh, like Dan said, is we bought out our investor. So that means that we're officially broke. (laughs) So... uh, we will be taking donations and asking our listeners to buy our podcast. Now's the time for us to sort of have one of those all hands on deck moments, pull together. We have an incredible revenue goal. We want to do 1.6 million in revenue next year. I mean, I don't even know where that comes from. It's going to be awesome. I'm pumped up. We're going to have to sacrifice in order to get that done. We're not going to go on the motorcycle trip in January anymore because we have to retool our entire operation. I'm really sad we're going to miss that stuff. Everything's a trade-off, Ian. And I'm not the kind of person, as the listeners know, that is into martyring myself for my businesses. But on the other hand, this is worth it. I think this is one of the biggest opportunities we've ever faced. And I'm really excited to take it on. I got to be honest, Ian, being back here in San Diego, it's not so bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if any of the listeners have not been to San Diego or maybe have not heard of it, a really beautiful coastal city. It's extraordinarily clean. There's a reason why we've both lived here for the last better part of we're rolling on six years now we've been here. Yeah. Let's get moving on to some shouts, Ian. First off, I'd like to give a big shout to our sponsor, Gutshot Studios. Of course, we all know Gutshot Studios. They specialize in WordPress blogs. That's what our website's on. But of course, Gutshot Studios' work looks much better than our website. In fact, we should probably go to Gutshot Studios. <laughs> We're sort of the case of the cobbler's shoes, you know. These guys, if you want to get inspiration on how to create a beautiful WordPress blog or website, go check out gutshotstudios.com. Their portfolio 
portfolio is incredible. Thanks to Chris from My Noodles for sponsoring the show, helping to donate to our Kiva group. That's Lifestyle Entrepreneurs on Kiva. Of course, that'll be linked up at the blog. We got a new iTunes review from Denny Sugar. He says, I'm so glad I found this podcast. I was a big listener to another internet marketing podcast, but they got pitchy. Ooh, wow. All right, we're not going to pitch anything this episode. Next, DaddyDoug.com wrote us up as the number five greatest podcast about business. Calls me a lifestyle renegade. Yeah, he called me boring, I think. I mean, what else can I be called after lifestyle renegade? You get lifestyle renegade. What did I get? I think Daddy Doug has an incredible blog. We've linked to it. Thank you, sir. Another iTunes review from Owen McGab from HireYourVirtualAssistant.com. He likes the suspense of our business model that keeps him coming back. Thanks for the iTunes review. We really appreciate that. Helps us to get better rankings on iTunes. Tens of thousands of downloads for the Lifestyle Business Podcast via the iTunes platform. Patrick called us back. Patrick, what do you got to say to us? Hey, Dan and Ian. This is Patrick from Raleigh. I called you about a month ago telling you I owned a uh, brick-and-mortar plumbing company in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. I had heard about Chris Ducker's Virtual Staff Finder literally a day before finding your podcast. I just wanted to give you some positive reinforcement about Virtual Staff Finder. Virtual Staff Finder, as far as I'm concerned, is the real deal. When I voiced some concerns and problems to them, they immediately immediately reacted to those and changed focus and in the end they got me what I needed. I keep listening to you guys every day. To be very honest, the Lifestyle Business Podcast is the most fun combined with the most information out there. Forward to calling in to you again. This is Patrick from Raleigh signing out. Hey, Patrick, that's awesome that you use virtualstaffbinder.com. If anybody wants to check that out, we've got a little affiliate linksy linksy on the blog. You can go get started hiring staff today for as low as $350 a month. It's an incredible opportunity. As Patrick said, Ian, not easy. This isn't easy, but it's a great opportunity. Having staff, working with people is never sort of a cakewalk. Dallas called us back. Dallas is just crushing it. Dallas is crushing it. Magazine. Yeah, that's awesome. People Magazine. That's so baller. Dallas, thanks for giving us a ring. Let's hear from Dallas. Hey, Dan, this is Dallas out in Honolulu. Just wanted to uh, let you guys know I actually made it into the uh, People Magazine half their size issue that just got put on the newsstand today. That's pretty badass, I think. If you guys have a chance, go ahead and pick it up and uh, tell me what you think. You did a great job, uh, great experience, and I hope you guys can enjoy it. All right. I just think that's ridiculous. That guy is super infectious. I like Dallas, man. He seems like a real hustler to me. Yeah, I mean, This yeah. guy is definitely... I'm not sure how he got into that magazine, but most of the time, unless you have like a PR agent, you gotta contact people, you gotta hustle, hustle, hustle. I bet Dallas contacted them proactively. That would be my guess. I don't Dallas, know. Dallas, is there a secret to that, man? How did you get in People Magazine? Ian wants to know. Thanks to everybody for giving us shout-outs, iTunes reviews, and for calling our phone number. Hey, Ian, let's jump into the meat and potatoes today. Today, we're gonna talk about four quick ways we lost 5k last year and of course who knows how much we really lost these are some things that we didn't do that we think our business would have been improved if we would have sat down and sort of thought about this stuff in advance which is exactly why it's on our minds right now because it's sort of what we're doing right now as we retool our operation for Q1 one idea that we've been discussing in our business is if we do make 1.6 million dollars next year which we plan to make a business becomes more of a financial instrument and more focused on moving cash around than it does actually making products at some point I mean you get to a certain level where making products is great but it actually has a lot to do with how you can 
control your money and where your money goes. And so what we're trying to figure out right now and where we screwed up last year was we lost a lot of money due to not having the information advantage in terms of moving money around. Especially for sort of beginner entrepreneurs like us, we focus all on the front end. There's this huge back end part of the equation. Making business and making money are two different things. The idea is is that if you have a business that sells iced tea, but it moves $10 million of iced tea every year, what percentage of that business is on the operational aspect of selling tea and what percentage of the mind share that business is on managing the assets of that entity. And what we're seeing is that there becomes a more profound amount of time spent on the back end than we would have thought in terms of the financial back end. You know, I have a friend who runs a multi-million dollar business and he owns it 100%. I asked him about this split, you know, what's the split for you? And for him, it's about 65 to 70% managing the sales and the operations of the business and about 30% managing the assets of the business. That's actually lawyers, accountants, moving money, entities, corporations. A lot of this stuff is the stuff that we're sort of just getting into now. So let's just jump into the four ways we lost 5K and we're addressing right now this month so we don't lose that next year. Number one, we did not successfully open up an offshore company in 2010. We talked about it a lot. You're in the countries that we could have done it, but we didn't do it. And the reason why I think we didn't do it is because it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of information out there. Now, there is a lot of good information out there to kind of lead you and it takes a lot of money too. This year, this is going to be one of our main priorities is starting an offshore company because there are a lot of tax advantages for that. You know, I don't want to overstate how difficult this is. In some ways, two things we were missing a little bit. We were really focused on the, the staff side, getting a great team in place. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of weird information out there. When you want to go set up an offshore company, in a place like the Philippines, it's not so straightforward. It's not like, here's the manual, give me $10,000 and you're off and running. Everybody's going to tell you something different. Like everybody, two people in the government will tell you two different stories about how this stuff goes down. That can be overcome by getting experienced people on your side who've done that. In fact, we're pulling that together for OutsourceThePhilippines.com. We're getting experienced people who've set up many corporations in the Philippines. And again, like you said, the tax benefits of opening up a web consulting firm that can then invoice your mainland business business is incredibly compelling. A lot easier to save money than it is to make money. Either. Yeah, and we don't recommend doing anything illegal. We wouldn't do anything illegal as well. This is straight up legal stuff. Our foray in the Philippines has been an incredibly huge investment for us in terms of cash, and we can't really properly represent that on all of our books all the time. Yeah, it's a big problem, especially on our U.S. books, because we have money just getting wired to Filipinos. In some cases, we did it wrong this year, you know, and it's going to cost us some money. It makes sense for us to actually set up a legitimate company in the Philippines that we get invoiced. The number two reason we lost 5K this year is that we didn't incorporate correct. Basically, I think what happened was we did a lot of research a few years ago. We didn't really come back to it. And now we're starting to make some cash and it's becoming a real problem. So we were an LLC for the past two years. And it turns out that we should really be an S-Corp. And how do you make that distinction for the listeners? What listeners should go for the LLC? I remember why we went for the LLC. Because if you file an S-Corp, you have to do more complicated taxes. We thought, we don't want our taxes to be complicated. Therefore, we'll just do an LLC. That'll give us more time to focus on the business. Put that 
reminder in your Google Calendar, like every two months, like, are you making cash flow yet? If the answer is yes, you need to reconsider your incorporation structure. In California, they have this thing that's called the LLC fee. Every year, I think we pay like eight or $900 just to have an LLC. And then California has this other screwed up thing where they charge you based on your revenue. Zero to $150,000 is like $1,000. By the time you get up to a million, I think it's like three or four grand a year. We're finding that it's best for us to be an S Corp. I think that LLCs, they serve a real purpose for a lot of businesses out there. It's different for each situation. Part of the challenge for us is that deciding when to put the brakes on and say, whoa, we need to evaluate this with someone who knows this better than us. And that's number three on our list is hire an accountant. Hire a real accountant. By real, I mean somebody who knows how to help entrepreneurs and somebody who has a track record doing that and someone who speaks your language and can dig into your business and actually think strategically. This isn't simple stuff in terms of there isn't just basic rules. This is like a game. This is a strategy. This is highly strategic. How you formulate your company, how you express it to the government, how you express it to yourself and your business partners and your shareholders and your employees. All this stuff is highly strategic and you got to think it through with people who know what they're doing. We had friends and family kind of helping us out for the first three years. Accountants, CPAs that we know that are friends and family. We finally went out and got an accountant to do our books full time and then also to help us with tax preparation. And it's kind of cool. It's like having another business partner because you got this guy over here that really wants to work to make you money and you're paying him money to make you money. So it's like kind of like a partner. And so it's really cool because they can kind of look at your company from an outside perspective and help you make money at the end of the year and throughout the year. One thing about personalities, I think it's really important to get the right personality involved. You want somebody that understands entrepreneurs, that has track record, and that can, like you said, help make you some money. One of the things that's interesting, Ian, is when we first got started, part of the reason we chose the LLC is like we wanted to avoid this whole business of managing our finances. And now I think we see it as a real opportunity in our business. If your taxes are overly simplified at the end of the year, you're not focusing enough on it. Maybe it should be more of a focus. Let me give you a quick tip that I learned too when we were searching for accounting firms. We actually went with a pretty small firm. And the reason we did that is because these guys don't charge for phone calls. They give you free phone calls, you know, up to five or 10 minutes. We've got free quarterly meetings. We also just ask them, like, will you take phone calls from me on questions? You know, when we were going through this whole buyout situation, I consulted our account a few times for free. One final thing I want to share in the fourth point here. One thing I think that structurally we can think about doing better is how we dealt with the phone, the role of the good old phone in business, because I feel like the internet has become this beast and it's sort of chunked away the glory of the phone. We were doing a thought experiment before the podcast and I asked you if you had to go make a million dollars in the next three years and I could only give you email or the phone. You chose phone. And why would you make a decision like that? The phone is really a powerful tool. The number one reason it's a powerful tool is because you can be a lot more persuasive on the phone than you can be over email. I was listening to Frank Kern's uh, State of the Internet address. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. He, as an internet marketing guru, recommends that people have a phone. If that tells you anything, Frank Kern, the king of kings, is telling you to go out and get a phone. So this is a song that we've been singing for quite a long time. A phone is much more powerful, even today, than having an email address. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Email is so compelling because in some ways it's so cheap. It's so emotionally cheap. Email, you can be fearless, but to pick up a phone, it's scary because the consequences are bigger. Like you inherently know that. You know that a phone call can make it or break it with somebody. Whereas an email, you can take it the wrong way. You can delete it. You can archive it. Maybe you send it to them on a busy day. Maybe you send it to them on a light day. Email is cheap. But a phone, you can make or break businesses on 
the phone. And so I think we should talk more about phone, but definitely some of the things we're going to do in our business in the new year, we're going to continue to improve upon our grasshopper.com system. Uh, we're going to have quality messages, quality music, quality uh, distribution chain. So if one person isn't in the office, the phones are always getting picked up. Quality CRM and follow-up to make sure that our Google Calendar is telling us, hey, you got to follow up with this email blast. You got to follow up. You got to call these people back. You got to continue to touch them every six weeks. Having a more solid phone plan and getting everybody on board involved in that. You know, I've been kind of off the phone for a couple years here, Ian, too. So we're leaving that on the table, too. So I think getting the phone in everybody's hands, a lot of people think, Ian, you get a phone and all of a sudden it's not automated and it's not something you can make money while you sleep and all this crap. Trust me, if you want to make money while you sleep, get on the phone. Let me tell you a dirty little trick that actually happened to one of my family members and I was talking to him about it over the holidays. They at one point had signed up for a list on the internet and they had put in their email and their phone number and their name, obviously. This person had them in constant contact and then they also had them in some CRM program. What had happened was they sent out a mass email and my family member opened the email and you can tell through constant contact and these programs who opens the email. Yeah, yeah. The next day he got a phone call from the company. Oh yeah. We don't do that? No. Why not? That's a dirty little trick right there. That's a reason why you need the phone around. All right, we're going to move on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny joke section. Tip number one, when people open up your constant contact emails, call them, man. Call them and say, I saw you. I heard you. Did you see that email yesterday? But you play it real cool like. Like, you don't know, but you know that you sent it to him. And so what they're thinking is like, this guy must have sent me that email direct, man. He really cares about me. And then they're like, of course I opened that email. And then you're like, of course you did. Or if they say they didn't open it, you know they're a lying customer and that you don't even want them. Hey, true or false, you bought a BlackBerry on eBay today. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. First off, I want to thank Joe Rooks for sending us a great email. Actually, Joe Rooks has got a really cool blog. We're going to link to that on our site. But he sent me an app called Focus Booster, and it's a desktop alternative to eggtimer.com or e.gg time, whatever that crazy site is. We'll link to that as well. These are apps that allow you to set a time limit to work on a task. So the Pomodoro technique, as you know, you're doing 25 minutes on, 5 minute rest. 25 minutes on, 5 minutes rest. The advantage to using Focus Booster app is that you can run it on your desktop rather than being on the web. As you know, being on the internet of you, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm a big cheater when it comes to this stuff. Ian, he's become a bit of a Reddit addict. I wouldn't be surprised if you came home a little tipsy one night with the alien tattooed on your neck. Hey, but do you notice, set up in the office, whose screen is facing everybody? That keeps me (laughs) honest. That's the reason I do it, too. That's actually a great quick tip right there. Actually let other people see what's on your monitor. It's social pressure. It is. That's why I do it. (laughs) So anyway, if you guys check out Focus Booster app, it's an Adobe Air app. It's absolutely gorgeous. Runs on your desktop. The next thing I want to share real quick, Ian, is a little app called Jing. Do you use Jing? I don't use Jing. What is it? Jing is from the makers of Camtasia, which is a famous piece of software that a lot of bloggers and internet marketers use. Because essentially what you do is you take movies on your desktop and you sort of show people what to do. Jing has basically all the functionality of Camtasia, except it's much cheaper. It's only $15. And you can't do things like edit on board and stuff that you probably wouldn't want to use anyway. You can compare the functionality of them. But Jing is a great cheap alternative. It's $15. You take a video on your desktop. I use this actually to ask my web developers to do things all the time. I'll open up Jing and I'll say, hey guys, 
you see this like navigation bar up here and the video actually is really cool it'll zoom into that area of the video it makes it look real professional there's another thing you can do with Jing which is not very often used for you can take screenshots with Jing and then it has these built-in sort of arrows and circles and Photoshop kind of things but in a real easy kind of way David uses this a lot for examples of like how to do stuff on websites on his uh, affiliate marketing blog called niche-dash.com should check that out this is a great $15 tool that you can manage your employees send personal messages to people, create compelling sales messages, plus do great screenshots where you're sort of pumping around arrows and doing all kinds of funky stuff like that. That screenshot functionality is great. I can't tell you how many hours I've wasted in Photoshop making arrows. Absolutely. It's sort of smart, intelligently done. There's a very limited amount of functionality, but it works really well. And so absolutely check out Jing from TechSmith. They're the makers of the more famous older brother program, Camtasia. Well, Ian, it's been awesome to get back on the mic. I think we talked too much. We've got so many freaking sweet episodes coming up. We're going to be in the same town. We're hotboxing it in the office together for the next couple weeks, man. We're going to just be pumping this stuff out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Thanks to everybody who joined us today. We're going to play you out with the master today, Stevie Wonder himself. This song always gets me pumped up. If this song isn't going to make you want to make a cold call, what's going to do it, Ian? I don't know. Talk to you next time, Ian. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything 